You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. Hi, I'm Tara Lynn of Geek Saga Entertainment, and welcome to episode three of my 2001 Walt Disney World College Program 20 Year Reunion Series. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at A Geek Saga, and on the web at ageeksaga.com. This episode will focus on what we as cast members experienced working at Disney on September 11th, 2001, and how our work experiences and lives changed after that. I'm joined by Kim and Brian. Again, please note that this episode will feature discussion about September 11th, 2001. We will be as sensitive as possible regarding this historical event. And just a quick note from the host, I have no idea why or whether to blame StreamYard or YouTube, but this recording cuts in several minutes into our actual live episode. And Fantasmic over to um, to the front of the park uh, and doing ticket sales and vacation traveling. Um, and uh, so we, I was brand new, just there for two weeks. My schedule was very set in stone. It was uh, a Wednesday through a Sunday. Uh, it was usually, you know, mid morning, so 10 to 5, where the, the regulars didn't want to work. It was a very straight schedule, and it was easy um, until, of course, September 11th. I don't know how far you want me to go, but my schedule was that's, that's pretty about, set. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was pretty set. Um, I'd been there, I couldn't tell you at this point how far along, but it was a, you know, our version of a 9 to 5, Monday through Friday type, because uh, mm-hmm. I got two days off, always next to each other. And then I had the five days, seven, eight hour shifts. So it was very straightforward AM shifts. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, I was a little bit behind. I know I talked about this last time. I was a little bit behind most of the people that started the same day as me in terms of uh, where I was work-wise and everything. Uh, I I, I want to say... I. I didn't finish, I mean, I didn't finish training until like right before Labor Day, I believe. Um, so I only had maybe a week, a week and a half of regular work time before, you know, everything happened. Um, but yeah, for me, it was, you know, regular schedule. And I mean, the park was even, even in the people were back in school and kids were back in school and everything. Uh, Magic Kingdom, I think was still not closing till nine on weekdays. I, I believe it was nine. It could have been eight, but I think it was nine. Um, you know, so I had this sort of like, you know, noon to like nine thirty, ten o'clock uh, schedule, and um, you know, it, it for like a week and a half, uh, and we were just settled in. Like I don't know, like I was, I was looking, I was trying to think back on what was going on at the time, you know. But we were really still in that mode of meeting new people and learning what the party life was like and everything. Um, I I mean, I think at this point we had, Kim and I had met our um, across the way neighbors. It was, it was four dudes and like, we were hanging out with them a whole ton. Um, Cause I, I honestly, I think that like, I definitely slept in my apartment the night before it happened, but like my friend, I think may have slept over, like just, you know, we used to just like hang out, like sleep over, have sleepovers. It just happened to be with a guy. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's where I was. I know Kim, you, you, like I said, you finished training a little earlier than I did. So you maybe had two weeks or so, but what was, what was, uh, do you remember like what was going on? Like with you just same thing as me or. Yeah, same thing, just, you know, diving headfirst into the program, you know, getting to know all the new people around, that, you know, all people that were living at Vista, everyone that I was working with, and just going about, 
normal everyday life that it, that it was. And I remember at some point my parents were asking me about going home in October for a wedding, for my aunt's wedding. I'm like, I don't even want to go. I just felt like I was on a permanent vacation. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving here. I just, I want to enjoy this to the fullest. Yeah. I mean, and we were at that point where we were getting at least 40 hours of work a week, but usually more. I, th- I think, I think it was probably like average. It was, it was supposed to average at least based on the schedule that I had, it should have averaged probably 45 a week. Um, so a yeah. little bit more than, than normal. Uh, but also that was like, when you take away like unpaid breaks and stuff, it, it, it ends up you're paid for 40, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we're, I wasn't, were any of us working? I wasn't working and I know Kim wasn't cause we were in the apartment together. So you said your days off were what Monday, Tuesday then? Uh, I can't remember the exact days off, but I remember I worked on the weekends and I had a couple days during the week off next to each other. Um, On the actual morning of September 11th, I was off. Okay. We had went out the night before. What day was September 11th? I believe it was a Tuesday. I think yeah, Kim, so. Kim too, says it was. I, a, I can hear. Kim, I can see Kim. I can hear Kim mouthing. I can see Kim, Kim mouthing Tuesday. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that Monday night was Jungle Gyms karaoke. Wow. Yeah. That that whole thing. So I do remember uh, I was on someone else's floor. Um, I wasn't in my apartment. Uh, I was with uh, another vacation planner. Uh, his name was Kevin Ford. Uh, he was the other guy who trained with me um, right after I did, not with me. He trained right after I did uh, to be a vacation planner. And I was actually at Chatham when this happened. I wasn't at Vista that morning, so I definitely was off. Oh, you were at Chatham, were you? I was at Chatham that morning. You were supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> not overnight, Brian. Yep, I was not at Vista. I was at Chatham. Weird, weird aside, weird aside, and I think this is something we can talk about in the next episode. I always found it so stupid that if you lived at Vista, you couldn't sleep over at Chatham and vice versa. Yeah. That is nonsense. It, we are all was, on the college program. Who cares? It was so crazy. I had to sneak out of a place to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk about that that's yeah. that's actually i was wondering what we could talk about next month but that's a good thing to talk like weird college program the rules weird and college stuff. program rules what were the rules when you were there that's great um yeah, but, yeah. um oh yeah so, so so none of us were working you actually had the day off though like yes you weren't i actually had the day yeah I, we had planned to have the day off i, I definitely uh remember. kim were you supposed to go in that afternoon i know i was i can't remember i don't know if i was supposed to work that night and then kind of called and said yeah no one's working yeah um or if i was off i can't remember our, our days off was it was wednesday thursday if it was tuesday wednesday because it was the same as brian we had two back to back right because i remember shitty shitty wednesdays <laughs> yeah <But>. um <laughs> i don't yeah i remember those too uh i i don't remember what days of the week I usually had off, but I definitely was supposed to work that day. So I believe my days off are usually Wednesday, Thursday, but, um, or were, they were supposed to be at least at the beginning. Um, so I was supposed to work at like one or one thirty, maybe one forty-five that afternoon, you know, somewhere around there. I mean, I don't know. So, so, so you weren't supposed to go to work or anything. See, I, because I had to go to work, I was up Kim was up before me, but I was up fairly early. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what time off the top of my head. I probably should have looked this up, but uh, for me, it was like I, I, I woke up, um, like I was technically still asleep when it all happened. I got out of bed like minutes, and when I say minutes, I'm talking less than five minutes after the plane hit the Pentagon, the the third plane. Um, and like, 
I wandered out into the living er- living area because uh, we had that front bedroom and Kim was on the couch and like she jumped up and she was like, the World Trade Center is gone. The Pentagon's just been hit. And I was like, the fuck is this bitch talking about? <laughs> like, I'm half asleep. You know, I'm like still drowsy waking up, you know, I think I might have drank a little bit the night before, like not a ton, but enough to be just a little bit like eh, out of it. And I went into the little kitchen area and I'm pouring a bowl of cereal. And while I was pouring the milk uh, into the bowl, they were replaying, I believe, the second plane hitting the World Trade Center. And I was just like, all of a sudden, like what Kim had said, like hit me along with that visual. And I poured milk like all over the counter. I mean, it, like I, it just kept going into the cereal bowl and then it was out of the cereal bowl and all over the place. I'm like, it was a lot. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I was so confused at what was going on. I saw the second and the third plane, and uh, I'd been woken up for the first plane or been made aware. I shouldn't say woken up. I was made aware of the first plane, and and I didn't get it. I remember just not uh, being confused and then seeing it just like, I I don't get it. Um, The severity of it took a while for it to actually set uh, because I have no attachment to, to New York whatsoever like I, I don't have any family or friends in new york for the most part um but then it started taking on the toll when i realized what actually was going on i did it just yeah it for me it took i would say a half a day for me to really realize what how encompassing this was um first thing that happened was we got a phone call saying you're not going to go to work the next day so that oh, was wow. with the guy who i worked with so i remember getting calls saying hey we're he was all that we weren't going to be working the next day, but I still didn't, it didn't land on me for a while. I was that oblivious, unfortunately. Yeah, Kim, I mean, you, out of the three of us, because I'm, I'm with Brian, I'm from Connecticut, you know, but like I, at the time I had, I've had one friend from high school who has pretty close with who I believe had just started his freshman year at, um, it's Wagner on Staten Island. Uh, And I had some like, extended family that lived, you know, on the Upper East Side. Um, like these are like my aunt, my, my aunt's parents, but not blood related, you know? Um, so like nobody, I and they were retired and everything. So it was like, there wasn't really any attachment there for me other than, you know, I go to New York City a bunch because I lived an hour and a half away. Um, but Kim was, I, I mean, you were up earlier. So like you, did you see it happen live? I honestly don't. You must have seen the Pentagon one or heard it or at least heard about it because like I said, when I woke up, that's like the first thing you said to me was like the Pentagon had just been hit. Yeah. I I think I usually like woke up around nine. So I don't know if I woke up just before that. I remember hearing the other roommate, Danny, like screaming and crying. And I'm like, what is going on? Like not, you know, not aware. Like why is this woman freaking out so early in the morning? And so I went to her room and she's crying and she, they had like a tiny little TV in their room and she's watching. And I was just like, again, like what, what the hell just happened? It didn't seem real. And I think as it went on, I found out one of the planes left from Boston. I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, is there anyone I know on that plane? Like what's going on? And that's, you know, I, I might've seen like the second plane hit. I can't remember the exact time and what time I exactly woke up, but I remember being awake for the rest of it and just not getting away from the TV like the whole day. Yeah. And I don't, um, I don't remember how many days Disney was closed to be honest. This was the first, I know that it was the first time they had closed since like 1994 for for like was for a hurricane and it was like a yeah. 
partial day. Uh, I think it was Hurricane Andrew. It might. Um, no, Hurricane Andrew was 92. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, they, they, it, it was early. Yeah, it was early 90s. So maybe it was a hurricane. Maybe it was something else. There, but they closed for like a partial day. Um, I honestly don't. I don't remember how many days they were closed because I I'm 99% sure that that day that I was supposed to go to work was my Friday. So I didn't have to, I know I didn't have to work the next two days, but I think that was planned. Like I only actually missed that one day of work. And I mean, I remember we were so confused. So none of us had cell phones or anything. Right. And I mean, or if you did, you certainly didn't use them. So I'm pretty sure we found out that the parks were closing by the TV. Like the TV told us. You know, uh, like I had the little scroll bar at the bottom, like Disney yes, World closing. The ticker. Yeah, and and I, like I know I had friends who were already at work that morning, and I wish I could have gotten some of them to join in on this. But weird, weirdly enough, like the one who was really interested in wanting to uh, works at Universal right now, so he's working Halloween Horror Nights tonight um, and couldn't uh, couldn't make it. But like, I had a few friends that were working that morning, which is weird because college program doesn't usually work early hours except for you know fancy ass vacation planners over here but uh you know they i remember them talking about like kind of shuffling people out of the parks and everybody was i mean we were all so confused because again this was before like if this had happened you know god forbid if this had happened you know in the more recent years um we would have everybody would have known about it immediately it was like with the covid closures and stuff like they knew about the everybody knew it was going on like the minute disney decided they were going to be closing the next day or whatever um and so it was like just being just out of the loop you know what i mean like yes. eventually getting that call like two three hours later saying you don't have to i mean i was literally like okay they said the park is closing but like i have to work and i was i was ready for work and i was kind of sitting there it was a little before one maybe they're 12 it was basically like i was i was within 30 minutes of needing to leave for work and sitting there ready for work thinking as far as i know i might still have to go in for some reason um before i finally they finally you know called me but um yeah it was Thankfully, having the next two days off, like automatically, I didn't, you know, there was no confusion about what was going on for the next couple of days after that, at least in terms of work. Uh, but I mean, Kim, I know um, you mentioned one of our roommates. She was from Jersey, so she knew people. Um, like, I, I believe that, I, including like some children who were like in daycare in the tower or something like that. Um it was it was pretty rough for her, uh, and I mean I know Kim, you you had like, I don't know acquaintances or like you because the planes came out of Boston, yeah, which is where you're from. So, yeah. um, you, I don't know if you knew anybody directly, but you knew of them or something like that. Um, yeah, so there was a few quite a few people from my hometown. Um, it's one of my sister's friend's fathers was on the plane. Uh, was on the plane that left from Boston. One of the, the I think it was the first one that hit the towers. Um, and then there might have been. I came to find out later. Um, my first ex-husband, his family was very close with the pilot of that plane. Uh, but other than that, and then so you know, and the other struggle was trying to get in touch with my family. The phone lines were all down. Yeah. You know, oh, here yeah. we are, thirteen hundred miles away. Like. Oh my God. We all thought they were coming for Disney next. So like, I remember spending hours just trying to get in touch with my mother and just be like, I'm okay. I'm not leaving. I'm staying like, 
and and that day too, we'd find out that a girl I used to take care of had passed away. So it was just like a double shot. It was rough. And I remember too, they um they'd offered us to work at the hotels to entertain all the guests, and I was just like, uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to. Like I just literally could not unglue myself from the TV. And I, I don't know when we started drinking that day, but I was just like, <laughs> I can't. I can't function at all right now. Like I didn't want to leave the, it, the yeah. I, I it wasn't too early. I will say that yeah. we did not start drinking super early because I have this weird memory of us. We went we went to dinner. We went and had Pizza Hut for some reason, which ew. But like uh, we went to, wholeness. to Pizza Hut on one ninety two in Kiss in Kissimmee, and we were like the only people there. Like the only people in the restaurant, except for the like one or two servers or whatever, and it was really just eerie, you know, because like that was a super touristy area, and like, yeah. Uh, so it, we did start drinking, but I think it was later. It was I want to say it was like at least seven, but probably more like eight or nine, because um, we definitely pizza hunted first. But like, uh, I mean, I don't know, Brian. Like, as someone who didn't you didn't have to work you were over 21 like uh and and i know you said it took you for me i realized what was going on at least to an extent pretty early on because i was like watching the tv and seeing it happen right as i woke up and it's hard to at that point it's like well this is the first freaking thing i'm seeing when i'm waking up i can't separate that from anything else right now um but like I don't know what. How did you? How did you go about the rest of your day, knowing that so, you had the day off? And this is going to come off as super insensitive. Please understand that at the time, I was a 22-year-old male um, who was, you know, really enjoying the freedoms of Florida. So after we got the phone call that we were all off, um, we started calling a couple of our friends and realizing that all of our friends were off too. Uh, so we called a party, a pool party at Vista Way, and we had one of the largest ones that I attended there. And it was really insensitive, but um, they, that we were all off. And yeah, that's uh, we went we went to the pool. I mean, I think you can saying it was insensitive, just like it was maybe insensitive for Kim and I to go eat at Pizza Hut like nothing was wrong and start drinking yeah. and we were under 21, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you can say it was insensitive, but also like how people handle trauma, um, as long as that's you're not true. harming anybody else, yeah. how you that's handle trauma true. is how you handle trauma and that's valid. You know what I mean? That, that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we were trying to like, I remember thinking is like, man, like we were all together. This is I, I, it, like I said, it happened after we found, I got the phone call saying that a buddy wasn't working and that I wasn't working the next day, uh, or that at least our departments, like the vacation planning, we knew that we're, was not going to be open the next couple of days. This was well, they weren't about to be selling tickets and planning. Exactly. They had exactly. no idea what was going to happen. Exactly. And so they were just letting us know that. Um, and at the time, um, I do remember them, I don't want to say locking down the... Um, the places, but I remember you couldn't have guests in that day. Like, so if you, you know, mm -hmm. normally you can check people in and check people out. I remember we, they wouldn't let you check in and you couldn't go anywhere because it was like uh, a national, I wouldn't say emergency, but I guess it was a national emergency. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Right. Like you couldn't, the buses weren't working. They weren't taking yeah. you back to the parks. Right. Um, because of everything that was going on. So we were all kind of, for lack of a better word, 
I don't want to say stranded because we were at home. Yeah, but if you didn't we, have a car, if, you were kind of If stuck. you didn't have a vehicle, you couldn't take the buses that were provided by because they had, they were only running, you know, drop, what I remember dropping people off, not taking people back because the parks were closing. For sure, so, yeah. Um, and so uh, Kevin, or I hate to say his name, but we, we decided to call the people we knew and we, we had a party. And it was, yeah, it was, it was festive. It was one of those serious ragers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like we knew uh, that there were parties going on, but I don't think we went. I think we we talked about it, but we were like, we don't really feel like being around other people. That's Although fair. to be honest, like looking back That's now, fair. like looking back now, I kind of wish that we had gone to a party because we like we had a lot of roommate drama that came out of that night. Um, yeah. Because again, people handle trauma differently, and they the do. way the way we were handling it was different from the way we were expected to handle it by our roommates and projecting. Yeah, yeah. So, so it did cause us some Kim and I some drama, like both that night and and it, things were very cold for a while immediately after, and then they eventually built up to us having to go to a housing meeting, which I totally forgotten about until Kim mentioned it on the last podcast. Like I yeah. forgot we had to go to a housing meeting. Uh, it all started because of us being insensitive or whatever. Um, but, and, and, and listen, I'm not saying we weren't. Uh, to, to our roommates, we were being insensitive. Again, we were handling our trauma, you know, a different way than they were handling theirs and a different way than they expected us to handle theirs. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it was, it was, uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like it was after that day, though, it was like things just kind of... For for the next couple of days, you know, after dealing with things that one day, for the next couple of days, it was like, okay, I have these days off. I'm just going to hang out with my friends and do the things we've been doing partying wise that, that we, you know, the things that we do on our days off, except for go to the parks because we couldn't. Again, don't remember how many days they were closed for. I try, I just actually tried to look it up, but I'm just finding all these like 20 year remembrance things that don't say, mm -hmm. I think it was just that day though. It might've been the next day too. It might've been the 12th as well. Um, but I what, mean, I, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say what I think, I didn't mean to say insensitive. Uh, I mean, did, I did mean to say insensitive, but what I think the difference is what I haven't did a good job painting the picture, which you mentioned was like, when we're dealing with the pandemic that we're going through right now, we are bombarded with the information almost immediately, like you mentioned. And when the 9-11 happened, you said there was, the cell phones were nowhere near utilize and we were still on cordless phones and so the information like you said were coming across the ticker and so you had three or four television stations that was giving you information so instead of having the opportunity and the internet was available but it wasn't updated or utilized at the speed or rate that we use it right now so right now if you want to find out information on something you if with a good 10 minute hard search you can you know, get to the bottom level just about anything. Back then, that, that wasn't possible. So the information trickled to us slower. So we had mm -hmm. a much slower reaction than to those type of crises that we do now. We have a, we had a, I had a delayed emotional, you know, when pandemic is one thing, or when, you know, if that were to happen now, it'd be one thing. But when it happened then, it was just, it, you, you were watching TV. The mm -hmm. realness of it was only when you, like, 
when I look at Kim's face and see the remorse come through from the grievance, right? Or and that's the same thing. I had there was someone else there who had a family member that was there, and that's when it starts to become real. But we you don't have the Twitter and the Instagram and the TikTok to see those, right? We just had uh, the news, which we felt the same way then as we do now about it. Yeah, and I think that that's there's like a fifty fifty thing there because it's like uh, I know for me. I don't tend, I hate watching videos. I like to read my news. Um, yeah. So like, and I don't have, like I, we don't have cable. I haven't had, I haven't had cable television in like almost a decade now. It, well, it's been like seven years, seven, eight years. Like I just stopped paying for it because I just didn't care. And, uh, but like, you know, so, so we weren't getting like the um, immediate, live videos on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, or Facebook live, whatever that, you know, we would get now, but we were also, but what we were getting is that constant feed on the television, on the news channels, literally, I think on like every major channel, Absolutely. there might've been channels that weren't news channels that were showing stuff or channels that weren't news channels. I feel like we tried to watch other things and they either like weren't online or they were showing news stuff. Um, so in a way it was like, for me at least that's probably more real than what I would know than the, what I would be seeing now just because of how I prefer to you know consume newsy stuff um but also like it again it was it was you know we're seeing that third person perspective of the news the, the reporters and everything versus the videos that came out eventually like days later of the people who were right there, you know, that, that, that shared their videos with news stations. And we are seeing those and uh, those like crazy first person perspectives. I just like, I, it's to this day, I can't, I can't watch anything from that day. The, like I, I, I have watched them in like way, way back in the past. Um, certainly like soon after it happened, but uh, I am a very, uh, like empathetic person, um, I could I could be like just barely acquaintances with you, and if your cat dies, I will cry for you. So like, imagine what it is when you know I, there's like people you know like Kim who who kind of knew people that were on the planes, and like even Danny, our roommate, even though we've kind of gotten into it with her that night, um, you know, knowing that she knew people who were there in the towers and everything. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> It wasn't a great time for an empathetic person, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but so I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that, that that's the where we were, what we were doing when we found out what was happening. Um, and again, the, the procedure for your location, um, you know, if you weren't working, what happened, et cetera. I mean, Brian, like you said, you weren't supposed to be working and you got called and told, nope, not coming to work tomorrow or the next day either. I mean, I was called and told I'm not working um, that day and I had the next couple of days off anyway. Uh, I, you know, I don't know how soon, I, I know I went back on my, on my Monday. I didn't have any additional days off after that, I don't think. Like I'm 98% I'm sure I went back on, well, so that would have been Wednesday, Thursday, so Friday. Um, but uh, everything was different. I mean, immediate security. Oh God. Yeah. Like that's what I remember the most, the immediate security everywhere. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, as magic kingdom employees, we were kind of used to the bag checks when we were leaving. Uh, 
because they always checked your bag to make sure you weren't taking costumes because that was back when you couldn't bring your Magic Kingdom costumes home because, you know, magic. Um, but I don't remember them ever checking our bags going into work until we came back from that. Um, which I get, Kim, do you, do you I'm, I'm, I think it's probably the same for you, right? Yeah. So I was going to like back up a little bit and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. talk about that night and the drama and, you know, so Brian, I was trying to connect with Danny. Um, like we said, we've been drinking and it's not, not an excuse at all. And I was trying to, I think she, she had probably been out with the other roommate or, or gone to someone else's apartment, you know, and I think she came back in. I was like trying to connect and be like, you know, people, people from my city too, they were, they were involved. And I, I used the word crispified and it use was the wrong word, word to use. Crispified. And it was the wrong word to use. I couldn't, it came out wrong. It was all, you know, I, I own it a thousand percent. Uh, I still, I still regret it. I mean, 20 years later. Uh, and I woke up to like a nasty note the next morning talking, comparing crispified to fried chicken or something else of that nature. And it was just, no matter what I tried to do, it, it was never resolved. It never, you know, there was tension from there on out. And, um, I understand like, you know, she, I, I don't know how many people she actually lost or if there was people that weren't found for a matter of days. Um, but that, that's, that's what did the harm. It was totally 1000% my fault. Um, as for going back to work, I thought I went back on Thursday or Friday. I don't recall, remember, but yeah, like this, like the bag checks, I think as soon as you get off the bus to get into MK, I can't remember. And I'm like, when I had, my parents came down, I think, Maybe it was closer to December that they came down. But yeah, when you went to go into the parks, like yeah. they immediately started the bag checking, checking your bags, the wands, like the whole nine. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people weren't too happy about that change because it was like nobody, you know, nobody was planning on it or expecting it. Uh, and it's like, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm just still to this day shocked that they didn't have any sort of security checks before people went into the parks before that. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe back in like the seventies, it would have been or, or early eighties. You know, fine, don't. But like at this point, Universal had been doing security checks on everybody that came in. You know, for God knows how many years, and it was literally only after September eleventh that Disney, just like like Brian said, like immediately you're you're going into the parks as a as a guest. You are getting your bags checked, like and get and and getting. Because they didn't have the the actual metal detectors installed yet, obviously. I don't know where they got all those wands. They must have been borrowing them from Pleasure Island. <laughs> like <that's> the <laughs> only thing I can think of is that they were like, "Shoot, we've got a whole bunch of these things from Pleasure Island. Like, quick, let's like gather those up and like parcel them out." Um, but like, I mean, our, our I know also like I don't know if it was the same for you, Brian, because I think you guys kind of had shorter hours anyways, vacation planning CPs. But like, my hours immediately went down to like the bare minimum that they could, that they had to give us, which was either 30 or 32 hours. I feel like it was probably 32. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was 30 or 32, down. but my hours went down. Um, I definitely was frustrated with the extra security because for me, I totally understood what happened in New York and there was all this speculation that it could happen at Disney mm -hmm. or that they might have Disney or they might hit Disney next. And then I remember the president going online at the time or 
giving a speech and telling everyone to get back to normal and go down the Disney World. He's, I remember him specifically saying that. He's like, we can't let this stop us. We have to keep going on. We need to take the kids, go down to Disney World. And I remember not that weekend, but maybe the following weekend, but shortly after, whenever he said that, made that comment, there were lines. There were so, the lines were so long. That was, that was the first time I had super long lines and people were getting frustrated and surprised that the lines were so long after such a tragedy. And I, I, that was the first time that I really, it really dawned on me how ironic the situation was, is that we're afraid. And so we put up all of these security measures, but then we tell everyone to go on vacation. And so when they go on vacation, there's all these extra new security measures, which makes them even more fearful because there's longer lines and it's harder to get through the airports. It's harder when, um, when it's harder to get into the actual uh, track or not track, the actual parks, right? Yeah. Um, even just to get the tickets. I remember the lines to get into the parks surpassed the lines to just get the tickets. Yeah. They were, they were standing side by side because of the new security measures and they didn't expect such the influx of people after the tragedy. And it just, I just remember thinking how, how moronic it ended up being, I guess that's the word for it. I, I don't, yeah. If you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's building, a little bit. Uh, building a failure, right? Like, yeah. Go here, everybody go here right now so that we can forget about it. But oh yeah, while you get there, we made everything harder for you to get in longer, you made things harder and it takes longer for you to get things done in the first place. But go down there and do that anyway, forget about it all and go back to normal. But we have all these extra things that weren't there before. Yeah, like you can't blame Disney for for not being prepared for all of a sudden needing to have all these extra security measures. No, um, yeah, that, that wasn't them. That, that, it, that's not it. I, it was more of the like. How no, no, no. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like you were blaming them okay, at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, and the crazy thing is, like, for that immediate, like, for th th that, like, immediately after where things kind of like it, where it picked up, but it was like maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the front of the park that was that was bad because they were not staffing properly to sell tickets. They were not, they didn't have the staff or didn't want to pay the, the staff for the security. Probably they didn't have it yet at that point. Um, but like, I mean, on the inside, you know, like, like the rides and stuff, like I said, like our hours were cut. Uh, I mean, we, I did not get more than 30, Two hours a week. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was 32. Is that a 32? I'm, I'm assuming it's 32 because I think it was like a little bit more than part time people. Um, so like I didn't get more than 32 hours a week. I worked like 1:30 to 7:30 uh, with a 45 minute lunch. Uh, you know, an unpaid 45 minute lunch and an unpaid 15 minute break. I, I, I basically I was paid for six hours a day for months. I did not get more than 32 hours a week until Thanksgiving, um, and like it was. Th th there was no one there. I mean, my mom came down to visit in early October and we walked onto every single ride. There was no need for fast passes. Like nobody was there. I, I mean, I, I have never, and I've been to the parks in off season since then and they've been, you know, not crowded, but I've never seen it like that. Uh, it was 50% of the not crowded that I've seen any other time. Um, 
And I know like Pirates was one of those rides there where like we didn't really ever, we didn't have Fast Pass back then and we never had a line. I literally, I can tell you the two times we had a line was Thanksgiving weekend and Christmas, like Christmas and New Year's. So, so that Christmas, New Year's week and Thanksgiving week, that's it. Um, Kim worked in Fantasyland. So like she had the more popular, like popular like rides that maybe also didn't have the high like flow through that pirates. There's a word for it, but that they use, but I can't remember what it is. Like we were able to onboard and offboard people so quickly, but your rides were like a lot more popular and like usually backed up. Yeah. But even you, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy for you either. I'm assuming. I can't, I can't remember. One of the things I do remember is they were, I think they had stopped the castle shows for a little while. I can't, I'm really like struggling with my memory. Yeah. But I remember they were testing for new ones one day and they lit off fireworks. When I tell you I ducked and people around me ducked and it was like, what is going on right now? Just because I was in, I was right behind the castle. I was either in Snow White or Winnie the Pooh. And I just remember being scared to hell. Like what, what's going on right now? And it was, I think we got like the phone call or, you know, those phones we had or something just said they're testing fireworks shows and the managers came around, you know, you had so many people to reassure at that one point because it was just like what just happened um i can't i can't i'm struggling to remember the crowd the i mean i know that it wasn't busy for sure you know because i went I, to the i mean shoot we actually i mean we used to that was it was we had already been going to the parks a bunch on our days off but that started the point where we were every time we had a, like a our weekend it usually overlapped by at least one day and Kim and I would go to the parks and we would literally just go like usually studios and we would ride tower and coaster and not have to wait like 10 more than 10 minutes each. Um, you know, and of course it was middle of the week. It was fall. So back then fall was still off season, which that's hilarious. Cause there's no such thing as off season at Disney world anymore. anymore. No. Um, when I lived there, oh, when I lived there, like 2016 to 2018, it was like, I could, I, there was like a six month period where I didn't have a day job. I had, I just had my own company and then I could do the work whenever I kind of wanted. And I would take days and like meet up with friends who are visiting, you know, to go to Disney. And I mean, it would still be an hour wait for like most rides. Um, but yeah, like back then, it, you know, their fall was still an off season. So it was like the off off season. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't know when they started the fireworks and stuff back up, but I do know that uh, after that, there was a point where they'd gone so long without having fireworks shows that they actually had fireworks they needed to use because they like fireworks don't last forever, right? No. Um, so they had the uh, fantasy in the sky every single night, like every single night. Cause I closed every single night at seven o'clock on weekdays or eight or nine on the weekends. And as I was leaving, it was always fantasy in the sky going off above us. It was actually really like a race to see like, can we, can we get to the magic kingdom bus before fantasy in the sky starts? Because if you don't, then you got to wait, like the line builds up and you, you got to wait for three buses, you know, cause they, they couldn't run the buses and the fireworks were going off and stuff to the parking lot. But, um, but yeah, so they, they, they definitely, you know, that was another weird difference. Like I, I think nowadays they, they actually do fireworks every night anyway. Like, but that's when it started because they didn't used to do them in the middle of the week. Like they would go several days, if not the whole, you know, if not Monday through Thursday without having fireworks shows. Uh, and I, again, I don't know if they still, they, I think they have them every day now, but it definitely started back then. But back then it was, there was nobody there to watch them really, but 
they needed to get rid of the fireworks. So that's how they did it. Um, I don't remember them closing that early. I always felt like I worked till like nine. Maybe I just can't, maybe my memory's just foggy. Oh no, I, <laughs> the only reason I remember this is because I, when I submitted, like when I went back to college, I had to submit like a report that showed yep. how much I like what I worked and when. So um, I kept like, cause they, they also had, we had printed like schedules. I kept yeah. all of my printed schedules and yeah, from, for, for like from September 11th through November, really um, on weekdays, I was done by like 745 wow. uh, depending because it's like where I worked, it was like, depending on where you, which position you were closing. Um, like if you were tower, you weren't, they, they had you clock at 740, clock out at 45 minutes after closing time. Um, but the other positions were only 30. Uh, or maybe, maybe it was, I don't know, there might've been, there might've been tower unload or whatever, but like, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, the weekends, it was open later still nine, you know, 10 maybe, um, as time went on. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, for me, you know, I was privileged in that, I mean, I, whatever, I'm a privileged white girl, man. Like I grew up in, in a home where my parents were poor as crap when I was a kid, they started their own business, then they had money. You know what I mean? When I was like in middle school or so, um, not super rich or anything, but well enough off that when I went down to the college program, I had a cell phone that they paid for. Now, granted, I wasn't supposed to use it except for in emergencies, but I had a cell phone that they paid for. Um, you know, they, they, my car was, was, had been bought and paid for, um, which was like partially me and partially them, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like my car was paid for, they paid my car insurance, uh, while I was there and while I was in college, um, up to, up to, I think when I turned 21 and then, you know, so, so I, when I was down there, like I needed to work to do fun things, you know, to, to pay my rent, obviously my Vista way rent, uh, $82 a week that it was. And, but yeah, that like, other than that and buying, you know, food, um, I really didn't, you know, that money was, was any money that I made was like, I could save it, which whole, oh, like I did that. <laughs> I mostly just bought a whole bunch of Disney junk that I have since thrown or given away like 95% of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I so the, the, the shorter hours and the not working so much wasn't a big deal for me at the time. Um, it did become a bigger deal like later when I would go back to Disney, like as seasonal and stuff. Cause I actually did kind of need the money when I was like on my own more. But yeah, at the time, like I wasn't, I, I was lucky, you know, I wasn't one of those people who had all these additional bills to worry about. Um, I was still on my parents' health insurance, stuff like that. Uh, so yeah. Um, I don't know. What about you guys? Like, I, 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 like, I'm sorry, like, sorry, not, I, I guess, sorry, not sorry. I can't really help the fact that like when I was down there that my money was more fun money than anything, like other than food and, and rent, I, cheap as rent. Like I didn't, I, it didn't hurt me all that much that I only was getting 32 hours a week, but I know a lot of people it did. I know people who needed the extra hours and stuff that needed the money. Definitely. Um, I'm not saying I was privileged. I just happened to have other sources of income at the time to sustain me. It's the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to get into that too much. No, no, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. That's I. I was fine, but um, I. I don't remember how much my hours were reduced. I definitely remember them going down. Yeah, I, I mean. And I will say, like, having a car was, like, especially nice at that point, uh, except for when gas 
that did hurt a little bit because like gas was another thing that I had to pay for on my own. So I did actually start carpooling with coworkers because um, I hated, yeah, I hated taking the buses. The bus schedules were, were different. Like they, they, they had fewer buses running for a long time, except for yep. like when things pick back up over the holidays. I remember that. And like, um, but yeah, like I remember carpooling with coworkers because, and maybe even sometimes with Kim, if our hours matched up on weekends or something, because gas was like a dollar twenty six a gallon, y'all. It was a dollar twenty six a gallon when I got Wasn't my license. Twenty six back then. Oh yes, it was. I well, okay, that was at the that was at the gas station right by Vista. It was a dollar twenty six. Don't ask me why I remember this. I have I've, I have this weird mem- mem- memory for numbers. It was a dollar twenty six at the gas station by Vista, the one that was next to the Chick fil A. And then yeah. if you went like a mile and a half down the road to the Hess station, I think it was like on the way to Kissimmee, it was like a dollar 21 or something or a dollar 19. It was like six or seven cents cheaper, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that does add up, especially because I was driving a Chevy Blazer at the time. The thing didn't get, but what, 20 something miles a gallon. Um, But like, yeah, a dollar 26 a gallon. And like I, when I got my license, gas was ninety nine cents a gallon. I remember that. Okay. I remember that. I remember so, gas being ninety nine cents. I do. Like, I definitely, and that makes sense because that would have been ninety seven, and so two thousand and one. Yeah, dollar twenty six is about right. Which I, and I, I just remember us being like, oh my god, gas is so. And it didn't happen immediately. It took a couple weeks, maybe a yeah. month, but uh, it, it it did. It went. It went way up and for us back then especially when you're making six bucks an hour and um yeah uh, it, now, what was our pay rate was it 618 uh mine was a flat six i think we were six you yeah. might have gotten a little more <laughs> yeah maybe it's a vacation planner you did um i i i don't know no i don't know though i i feel like all college program no matter what you did was I six think we because all got the same the same flat there was like a couple years later they because it was after it was after i worked in foods but like several years later they upped the foods pay rate like if you if you had to work quick service you made 650 an hour um so they were like oh you're you have to work the shitty job so we're actually gonna pay you 50 cents more um they should which that, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, but yeah, that, you know, back then it was it was a flat six an hour. Now, granted, Florida didn't take state taxes, so there was that little you know oomph. But yeah, I mean, gas going up to a dollar twenty six a gallon. You know, it's like when you subtract your it was sixty seven or sixty nine dollars a week, I believe, for the six the six person the three bedroom apartments and yes. eighty two dollars. Like I said, I have a weird fucking memory for no, numbers. It was sixty seven dollars. It was okay, and and it was eighty two dollars. A week for us uh so you know when you're only working 32 hours a week even without the state income tax you know being taken out i mean it adds up when you're paying rent and buying groceries i mean i i lived off of ramen noodles and frozen pizzas and grilled cheeses the entire college program pretty much look how healthy you are i lived (laughs) off of junior bacon cheeseburgers from the wendy's and uh, Milwaukee's Beast. I would literally take oh, $20, buy $12 of Milwaukee's Beast pack and spend the other money on getting five or six Junior Bacon cheeseburgers and eating those throughout the day. Uh, I ate a lot of Burger King though. I did. It was, if I was working, um, usually what it was is if I was working later, like if I, if something happened and I, I got off work 
later than I was supposed to during the week or if it was a weekend and I was working later, I just was like, I don't feel like cooking when I get home. Cooking, cooking. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I gained, I gained about 30 pounds on the college program. Like, yeah. Yeah. I went from about 155 to when I got home from the college program, I weighed 185. Uh, which is the heaviest by a good 20 pounds that I've ever weighed in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, but I mean, honestly, I probably would have been living off that shitty food regardless of whether or not my hours were cut. So, yeah, I mean, other than, you know, security and, and work hours getting cut, um, I'm trying to, so, so uh, what about like, like personally, like outside of like the money thing, you know, cause obviously that I, I think for all of us, I, and I mean, Kim, it might've been, I don't know, was it different for you in terms of like getting your hours cut? Did it, was it like, was it problematic for you to have your hours cut or were you kind of still okay? I, I can't uh, remember. I struggled. I definitely struggled. So while I was down there, my parents were going to pay like my credit card bills, a couple other bills. I must've had a cell phone at the time, but I don't think I brought it with me because it wouldn't have worked. I can't remember. Cause I remember, I thought I had my cell phone like since I was in high school, but I can't remember, but they were paying for that. But my dad's job always had him traveling. And that was money. I mean, that was, but when 9-11 happened, he didn't travel as much. So they weren't taking in as much. So they couldn't pay my bill. So like I dealt with a lot of credit issues, like right from being an 18 year old. Um, and I remember like, I couldn't go out all the time. Like you had to like bribe me. Like I definitely struggled cause they couldn't send me as much money or like I wasn't making as much. It was definitely hard for me. I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did bribe you sometimes, oh. but like, listen, whatever. <laughs> I if if that was like one small good thing I did in the college trigger and was like help my roommate who was struggling and like I you know make sure she eats and like has fun. Like I don't. Yeah. Really... Oh, I lived off like deli meats and bread. Like you know what I mean? Like sandwiches yeah. with my work. Like I had your basic sandwich. It was always cereal in the morning because that was that was my thing, and I can't remember if I made dinner. I, you know, but like, I always, it was always like a sandwich bring it to work because deli meats weren't that expensive, a loaf of bread. But I always remember going to the Publix and I would, or Walmart taking out $80 for grocery shopping. That was my money for the week. Cause after that and rent, then I was down to gas money. If I could have it, I had my mom's little car, but yeah, I didn't have a credit card till I was like 21 or 22. So, um, I at least didn't have to worry about like racking anything up while I was down there. Yeah. Uh, but I also, you know, I hated asking my parents for money. Yeah. So for sure it was like anything I was doing uh, outside of the things that they covered, which again was a lot. Um, I, I think I had to ask them for money once um, like in October, maybe, um, it, it was, I think, I think it was when my mom came down to visit me, I was like, Hey, can you spot me a couple hundred bucks? Cause like, I'm really tired of eating like frozen pizza and ramen every night. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and again, like there's probably some things I could have not done, like drink so much on the college program that would have helped with that. But like, to be honest, I don't remember buying that much booze. Like I, I really did. don't remember. We like had that one handle of Jim Beam. That lasted us like the whole fucking college program. People kept giving us alcohol. I'm not kidding you. People kept giving us alcohol. Like every time somebody left, because we, because that's the other thing I wanted to talk about was like, in terms of how things changed personally was a lot of people left 
A oh, lot of people God. Left. Yes, absolutely. Sorry. You are absolutely, we lost so many people in our building. I do remember that. I, the weird thing was I was remembering like losing some of our neighbors. Um, I believe there was a guy named Brian maybe that left yeah. right after 9-11. I thought that our neighbor Fino left, um, but then I realized, then I mis realized I'd misremembered and he actually got fired for smoking pot. <laughs> like they caught him smoking pot like in Vista or something like, or Chatham or something like that. I think it was Chatham. Like he lived in Vista, but he was in Chatham smoking pot and got caught. But uh, but yeah, we, we lost a lot of people. And not only did we lose a lot of people, but there were a lot of people, including Kim, who were like really considering going home afterward um whether it was because of money or because they just didn't feel safe or you know Maybe just to their parents yeah wanted security. to be back with their families yeah like i, I mean I, I so kim like i remember you being serious like seriously considering going home and me being like just sitting back, like, thinking, like I'm not going to be mad at her. She does because I get it. But also, please don't go home, Kim. Don't leave me here. I don't know if yeah. I can do this without you. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, I don't. I remember, like, the only chance I had to go home, like, pre, like, before, towards the end. The it was, like, the chance to go home for my aunt's wedding. But I don't. Or maybe I considered it. I was probably so homesick. By that point, I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, give this up. Because I will couldn't go back to school because it's already way too into the semester. I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I remember like a few days after we must have had an offer something like I remember having this epiphany. I remember being in the room across the hall, the boys room. I was on someone's computer. I was talking to like my first high school boyfriend, like confessing my life to him. Like he didn't know, <laughs> but like he was, you know, my first. And so I'm like, just, you know, you, you thought the world was ending. So I was going through and like just talking to like all these people and there was a boy back home and I was just like still hung up on I was like oh I need to talk to you know Brian and everything and it was just a weird like you know going through this epiphany and trying to connect with everyone and just making peace with everyone like a lot of people did I don't I don't remember so much of that but also I like I had my set group of friends from back home who I talked to regularly who I missed um but I like I went down on the college program and like this, I need to like reinvent myself. I need to get away from where I grew up and away from the people I grew up with, no matter how much I love them. Um, and Brian, Brian mumbled like a bit ago, like the institution and like, when did we start calling ourselves? Like, when did we start calling ourselves that? Because it was, like, was legendary in my mind when I left the college program. <laughs> I took that back with me. Thank you very much. I don't even know why. Congratulating that. I remember like, Kim would say that all the time. We're the institution. And I'm like, I didn't get it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like, no, it was awesome. I loved it. I'm not hating. I forget how or what. I mean, obviously, it was after like Stone Cold, but. We both like I'd always liked wrestling. Tara had gotten into wrestling, and yeah. somehow she's just like, "We're just gonna call ourselves the institution." It's like <laughs> we're a tag team over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, we were watching. Dave and I were watching um, a thing about WWE. Well, it was WWF back then, and like after after nine eleven, because like they were supposed to have a show that night. They were supposed to have SmackDown mm -hmm. live in Houston. And they're like, we can't do it that night. It got canceled. So they did it like Thursday. It was just showing all the people that were coming out. And it was like Molly Holly and then the hurricane, not the hurricane guy. Was it the, 
Yeah, yeah, Mo- uh, uh, the hurricane of Mighty Molly. Yes, and I was like, I saw that. I'm like, Tara, the hurricane. I don't know why. It <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the the Halloween costumes is an October chat, but yeah, that that was a Halloween costume that I did that year. But yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know when we started calling ourselves the institution. It was early on though, like it was definitely. So like soon after September 11th, like I'm when I say soon, I'm talking less than two weeks was when Kim had started seeing this guy and they introduced <laughs> me to his roommate and they were like hoping that we would hook up, um, which was hilarious because like the first night we met, I was like, oh. I don't know about this guy. Like, I don't like Ooh. his southern accent. Ooh. Like, I don't, I don't like his stupid nickname. Like, uh, so I just loving life right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't want to spend too much time talking about my romantic. My biggest memory of the institution. Well, I mean, I had a T-shirt. You guys remember the white part? The white T-shirt party. We had a white T-shirt party once, and we all had T-shirts, and we were writing stuff on the back of each other's T-shirts. Kim wrote the institution. I had that T-shirt for so long. So long. And then I had a roommate in Florida eight years later that just stole all my stuff, stole all my shot glasses, stole all my DVDs, stole all my T-shirts. And Kim did such a good job of writing the institution across the back of the shirt. And I took it back to college. So the institution, they thought I was the institution. Like, no, 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 those are kids. There was lots of white girls there. Let's just be clear about that. Um, <laughs> but it was, it, it looked awesome. That's how I remember the institution. In my mind, I always see it as it's written across the midsection of my back on the back of a t-shirt. And it's really cool. You took your time on it. We were drunk. It was a little, <laughs> you, you did bubble letters. Like, you, you oh wrote him yeah it was kim and tara the institution on um, oh god i remember the party just from the beginning but um i remember throwing it with those two guys that you were just talking say, about it had to be a building 15 party yeah it was definitely a building 15 party <laughs> the building you got to make sure to have like one of the last episodes about uh how we changed all the rules at building 15. Oh okay. yeah, no, no, that's that's gonna be the- the Building <laughs> no, 15 changed the rules. We're skipping December. We wrote it for you. <laughs> we're skipping December because I don't have time in December, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of what changed and what happened after our college program that we need to discuss. Oh. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, like honestly, and, and speaking of just us becoming the institution and everything, like it was, it was actually after and and part of this was because we hadn't had so much time before September 11th to get entrenched in like our work, you know, cruise. Um, but like it was it was soon after, like soon ish after September 11th that again so many people left and things were just kind of weird. Like everybody was working different hours. We weren't all kind of on the same closing shifts and and stuff like that. Like so, I actually ended up you know, becoming closer friends with the full-time and part-time people I worked with. And that was absolutely like, it wasn't entirely because of September 11th, but you know, part of it was also because there was only myself and one other, you know, college program person uh, at like working at pirates. So like everybody else that I worked with was part-time or full-time and a couple seasonal people, I guess. Um, But yeah, I mean, between becoming close to friends with them and that led to like me getting into wrestling and, and just also like 
not that, you know, Kim and I were already like a thing, you know, we were a pair. We went everywhere together, did everything together, uh, you know, unless we were, one of us was working and the other one wasn't. But like, before we close out, I think that I want to touch on how close the people who remained on the college program became um, because of what we all went through together. Yeah. I know it was only one day and that nothing happened at Disney World itself other than the parks having to close for that day and maybe also September 12th. I can't remember. But like I do, there was this, I, I feel like there was this just extra need for all of us to, and I think this is kind of part of what led to how crazy it actually became as as the fall went on, but starting literally like within a week or two of, you know, September 11th happening. Um, I, 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 I'm trying to word this and it's like, it's hard for me to figure out how to word it, but I really feel like that there was just this, you could literally not know a person at all. You could just meet them at a party a few times and you were, you still, every time you saw each other at parties or outside of parties, it was like you were best friends and you were hugging. I, I, I don't know. Like, and, and maybe after that, it was like that for future college, college programs. I don't, it certainly wasn't like that for me on my 2002 college program though. Um, I really, I don't know. How, how do, you, do you, do you guys think, do you guys agree with me here that like, we all became just a little bit closer uh, or just a little bit more open with each other and a little bit crazy, a lot crazier maybe because of what happened and, and how it was this sudden, God, we're all in our late teens and early twenties. And like, it felt like the world was ending, you know, maybe it was just that one day or the, you know, for that day and a couple of days after it felt like the world was ending, but that really like gets you. At that age, it yeah. did. Um, so I ended up doing several programs after that one. That was my first extended one. I left, came back. That was easily the most memorable, impactful. Um, I had plenty of good times and good memories and things of that nature. But the sets of friends that I made from that that program right there, Kevin Ford and the Top Gun crew, which are you referring to? Didn't care for their names too much. Like those were outside of the building four boys, but the Top Gun crew and Kevin Ford and the vacation planners, like those were those were the the highlights, right? I tried to live back on those memories. Those were some of the the really, really good times, right? So there was definitely the need for I don't want to say relationships, but the connections. Yeah. After that. I don't even, I think need is a good word, but I also feel like it was just automatic. Like we'd all, we'd all been through, and I'm going to use the words traumatic event because, you know, it wasn't as traumatic for some of us, myself included, as it was for others who actually, you know, knew people or were from that area, et cetera. Um, I, I would not, and I like I just you know we mentioned our roommate Danny earlier. I I I am not on the, I'm not on the same level as Kim who you know knew people. Um, I we are not on the same level as Danny who knew people who were in the towers. You know, um, but uh, just just I don't know. I remember there being there was like a Vista Way talent show or a college program talent show it was held at Vista Way in maybe early October, and. Uh, there was a guy with a guitar 
who's saying, I, I believe it's an Enrique Iglesias song, like, you can be my hero, baby. But he- I remember that. He sang it, he rewrote the lyrics to be about September 11th. I don't remember the lyrics at all, but I remember everybody in that fucking room was crying. Like, I- Was it indoors? Was it at yes. the pavilion? Yes, yeah, yep. Oh, I yeah. totally remember that. Mo, you yeah. just jogged some memories, wow. Right? Right? Yeah, I do. It bothers me. I, you might not have been there, Kim, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know if you were there. Um, but that's, I, now I got to look it up because it's like, it was Enrique Iglesias, right? Hero. Oh, he can be my hero. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. But more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hero. Like, um, let me be your hero. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Would you run and never look back? But he like, he like slightly. And the weird is, this is the first, this is the first time I heard what is, I don't know if you can call it filk because filk is like, fan fiction lyrics. So like it's when somebody takes a popular song and rewrites the lyrics to go with like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or whatever. Um, but this guy took that song and he, first of all, he played the guitar very well and had a guitar somehow for some reason at Vista Way, which is hilarious to me. Like you brought your guitar to Vista Way. Like, you know, that guy was like, he brought that guitar to get laid. And I hope he got laid so good that night because that song was fucking beautiful. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I hope he got laid so good, like 10 times just because of that song. I don't remember the lyrics at all, but I remember just like it was, he was good and what he wrote was good. and from the heart and it was just, yeah, it, it was, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think in, in, in conclusion to all of this, like you said, like I, I only did one college program after that and it was just a summer one, but I do feel like there was just an extra oomph to like our relationships, um, especially with our friends. But, you know, cause like, I mean, I had roommates after that, but nobody was. And, and it probably didn't help that like my roommates after that, like I, on my future, on my 2002 college program. And then, I don't know, I guess I can't really count when I lived at Vista for like four weeks at a time. But like that summer 2002, my roommate was the sweetest girl, but she was like from Kentucky and she was like not Mormon, but some other religion where she like didn't really drink. And yeah, it, it was, it was, we didn't really have much in common. Uh, She's very, very nice, but like she was a good roommate, you know, but she wasn't like a close friend. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, any, any, I guess any last thoughts on just the experience that we had on the college program as a whole because of September 11th. So September 11th is one of those lifetime defining events. Mm -hmm. So much of the pandemic or if you, um, you know, obviously. Yeah, but those poor college program kids just got sent home. <laughs> yeah. Any type of loss, any type of traumatic energy, traumatic um, event, you know, sits heavy. And especially if it's something that's shared on a grand scale, then the trauma that ensues afterward, you know, everyone's kind of flowing through it, not simultaneously, but, you know, we all experience in the grief almost at the same time because it's happening. It's not like your mom passed away at one time and then cousin. It's We're all experiencing this as United States of American citizens. This happened on, on perceived by our, uh, to us by on our soil by somebody on the outside. Um, and that is the same as someone breaking into your house or attacking your family. You have a tendency to hold what you have close to you or grab what you have close to you closer um, out of fear. Um, so 
I remember it being compared to like when JFK was shot. Sorry to bring that up, but like, where were you when JFK? Do you remember where you were when JFK got shot? And for us, ours was where were you during 9 11? Uh, I remember hearing that for years afterwards and typically feeling guilty. That's why I said earlier, because I was throwing a party essentially. Um, and so the, the events that happened created the perfect environment on top of it being Vista Way and people being close and away from home already for us to even be closer. Again, because you're looking for that bond, that connection, and you're away from everything you already know. Mm -hmm. And this big, giant, tragic thing just happened. Um, and so normally you would run to a comfort zone, a food, a family member, but you're 500 to 5,000 miles away from home, depending on which program you're on, if you're international. Um, but you know so yeah i think that it was a unique program because of those events that happened right um it would be similar to those that had to leave because of the pandemic except for they had to leave their event ended right when the pandemic hit for those they shut down the college program that was it we didn't we just lost a day or two and i'm not saying that as a trivial matter i just mean we got to continue living mm -hmm. through the experience and that's what created this perfect environment for us to have these super symbolic relationships, right? I, I held on to a lot of the friends from that program longer than I did any of the other programs because exactly that. I mean, I, you guys might be the some of the longest people that I've talked to, and this is <laughs> proof in the pudding, right? Um, and then some of the other people that you didn't want to mention, I stayed in contact with them for a very long time. You, Tara, you, and, you came to visit me a couple of times after mm -hmm. the fact, like, yeah. And so like, I would agree with you 100% that out of the other programs, that one had the most, I think, um, impactful bonds. Don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm not swaying against any other of the impactful bonds that I've had, but as a collective, between, like I said, the institution, between the, the Top Gun crew, between my buddy Kevin Ford, who we were over at the Vacation Planners, and there was a couple of us, um, those events really brought us together. Oh, I mean, and let me be clear. When I say like, I don't really want to bring people up, it's more just because I don't want to talk too much about like really personal stuff. You That's know, fair. Um, uh, at least not at this point, especially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, like, uh, I mean, I guess, oh, Kim, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to co-opt like your, like, so, so your thoughts on just like the bonds that we had and everything, like, I mean, same, same hat with us, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I would say just piggyback what you said. I think too, like being that, you know, so young, my first time away from home, I never, the only time I went to school was in Boston. It was only half an hour away and I was home every weekend because I got hurt. So this is my first time away from everything. And like with the tension with the roommates, I didn't want to be in, in the apartment all the time. It was uncomfortable. I, I think like I, um, you know, you found these people and you forged that bond. Like, you know, you had someone to turn to. Tao was that person that I turned to. Like, okay, I need to get through this. You know, we kind of just helped each other to get through it. I mean, our lives were so parallel, parallel at that time that we kind of just helped each other get through it. And yeah, I mean, I still like, I'm still friends with Josh on Facebook. Sorry. Um, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I'm still friends with Josh too. So. Yeah. And I see, you know, yeah, still people on, the, on the Facebook, but like just to have this, you know, I didn't have that real great college experience. Like this was my college experience. Like I went to college, I lived there. It sucked. Um, 
but this was my real, like, you know, you see everyone having these college roommate friends for life. And I'm like, this is, this is that for me. Like, no, when I was talking, I was at the party earlier. I'm like, yeah, I have a Zoom tonight. They're like, who? I'm like, with my Disney, you know, I'm a Disney college program. They're like, really? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is, I'm like, A, we're talking about 9-11 ago. And we were all through it together. Oh, I'm like, you don't get that kind of bonds. Yeah. Like, I have similar bonds at work, but that's total different spectrum. That's like a law enforcement fireman bond. Like, those are another, you don't know it until you're in it type of bond. Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like I, I have, I have the bonds that I've created as an adult for sure. Yes. Um, but honestly, like I did go to college. I did have like a freaking amazing time. Like I was in a sorority. Um, but honestly, like I'm not really friends with any of those people anymore. Like I I'm Facebook friends with a bunch of them, but like, I don't, I don't see them. I don't talk to them really. And I don't, I, I again, like we've said, like it, it we just, as much as I might've had a really freaking great time in college with these people that didn't, the, the bonds that I made with them did not transcend two fucking decades. Um, and, and you know, the, the people that I was friends with, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Facebook friends or even, or if I am Facebook friends, it's like barely acquaintance Facebook friends with a lot of people from the college program. But, um, I mean, it's more. I'm I'm closer friends with more of my 2001 college program friends than I am with my college friends. Um, I've been in weddings. I've gone to weddings. I've, uh, you know, during the pandemic, like had you know little Zoom chats with just like like uh, my friends Jamie and Nikki and Linda, who all were actually Chatham people and stuff like that. Like, um, it, it's. It, it, yeah, it, 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 again, it just, it, it transcended, you know, not with everybody, of course, not with everybody. There's people I've lost touch with. Shoot. There's people that I mentioned, um, on the last episode and tonight that's like, sometimes I wonder like, what the heck? Like, I wish I could remember like Fino's last name because I really love that kid. Like he was, he was great. He was, he was just like a really good, like guy, really good friend. Don't know how he left the college program. He like gave me his email and like, we never talked again because there was no Facebook or anything. But like, I mean, even I, there, there are so many people that I did lose touch with because they left after 9-11 or soon after um, for other reasons like that, you know, I still when I especially in, in this instance, you know, we're talking we've been talking so much about the college program. I, I think back and wonder, like, what the heck happened to these people? You know, like, I wonder how they're doing. Um, but yeah, uh I guess on that note, uh, any any last thoughts about 9-11? Um, next month, we I want to do an episode that's talking that that really gets into like the meat of the college program. Um, but yeah, any any other any last thoughts about 9-11 and 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 how things change? Anything like that? Again, it made it harder. Yeah, it did. It did in a lot of ways. It made it harder, and weirdly, it also made it better. It did. It made the bonds better. You're talking about all the different bonds that you made. I did have an awesome college program. I had an awesome college. I went to University of Illinois. I still talked to quite a few people from there. And then I stayed in Florida and made a bunch of awesome friends um, and had some great experiences. But as you were talking, uh, even through those experiences, I still keep remembering that really it was a unique bond from the 9-11 crew from the, two, from the fall 2001 
program was super unique because of oh yeah because you also did spring and summer i did spring I guess. and fall of 2001 or spring advantage of 2001 so that's spring and summer yeah and then extended to the end of fall went back and then came back again and did the exact same thing in 2003 well, I guess I, before we close out, there's a question I have for you specifically, um, because you did Spring Advantage, so you were there, because I don't think they had like a like just a summer program that no, year. No, they did not have a summer. It was either spring, spring Advantage or Fall or Fall Yeah, advantage. so do you, any people who were there on your Spring program, did you feel that, was that, was the bond really that specific to like the Fall Advantage and Fall people? So the... My first college program, I wrote off, to be real honest with you. I, <laughs> I, I, I do have a couple of them on um, Facebook that I'm friends with, but um, I would consider my first four years into it was a failure. Like, I did not do good the first round of, of I didn't make as many friends at all. I didn't get along with my roommates. I got to get moved. Like, it didn't, the first part of it, the fall advantage. I've made some good friends, but nothing like that. And I made some friends after the other uh, programs that came in. But um, like I said, the, the 2003 ones programs, I made some really good friends. Um, and one or two of them I still talk to. But the 2001, seriously, that 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 was the, the spring or excuse me, the fall was the highlight. That time from nine, right before 9-11, that, because that's when I, so when I started vacation planning, to the end of that, that was, I had some of the greatest times of my entire life those couple of months. Same. Kim, but, same. Yeah, like absolute set. You guys were there. You know what I'm talking about. It was, there was some, it was great times. Like the, that, I still remember, like I said, the, the uh, what do we call it? It was the black light party is what we called it. And we were okay. writing on white t-shirts. It was the black light party. Okay. Now I feel like I, I hope somebody has pictures of this because I don't think I do. Kim is the only one of us who didn't go back. Yeah. So right. I had um, in May of 02, I had a major hip surgery. So I wanted to go back. I, I left the college program. Probably, I mean, we can get into it, but like a week or two early. Um, I, I was using the hip as a quasi excuse. I think I just got hit a wall and I got so homesick. I just wanted to get home. Um, but May of 2002, I ended up having major surgery on my hip. So that canceled any kind. I think they brought the summer program back, and but yep. that canceled any kind of summer program. And I just never had the opportunity to go back or never gave myself the opportunity to get back. I just kind of threw myself into school and to work again. Yeah. And just focused on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that's actually, that's, that's our, that's our like January conversation really is like what happened afterward. Um, okay. So on that note, I'm going to close us out. Um, thank you guys again for joining me. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a deeper, you know, darker in a way conversation. Um, but I'm really glad that we, uh, got to talk about this. I didn't want to do it I know we originally I was like, do I want to do this on September 11th? And then I was like, no, I don't want to. I want to wait a week. I'm I and to be honest, like the the 20 year anniversary post, I so many people were posting, and I was I Kim had posted about it. I didn't post anything, and I like I think I saw the post that Kim made, and I was like, I'll read this like days from now because I'm not like I just at that moment in time, like so many people were posting about it. And I was like, I don't really want to think about this today. <laughs> so. Um, 
weirdly enough on the 20 year anniversary, I guess, but, uh, all right. So thank you again, Kim and Brian for joining me. Uh, you can follow me across the web at a geek saga for updates on when you can catch the next episode in the Walt Disney world college program, 2001, 20 year anniversary series. Uh, I'm guessing that the next episode is going to be Saturday, October 16th. And we'll be talking about really settling into the college program. Um, that, turned out to be very different from what any of us were expecting and also like the fun Halloween stuff that happened at Disney and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into some like real fun conversation. Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out my website, ageeksaga.com or consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash ageeksaga.